Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, Sunny will be interviewing Alyssa Deneen. She's the founder of Style My Profile, where she works with clients to develop a deeply individual and authentic dating profile. So if you or someone you love is online or app dating these days, you won't want to miss her expert advice on how to create a profile that shows your best self. And now I welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy McMillan, and we're here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW, as well as 103.3 KPCA in both Seattle and Petaluma. We're always bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with joy, peace, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. You can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One if you like to listen to podcasts. And just a quick disclaimer that the views expressed here are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access, KPCA Radio, or its board of directors, volunteers, staff, or underwriters. And if you want to find out more about me, my website is goldenoversoul.com. So, Benny, what's going on with you? Not a whole lot. Just kind of just kicking it here, waiting for the snow to arrive. I can smell it. Wait, there's snow coming? Who's who's beeping at me? I swear. (laughs) Ah, oh, those people. <laughs> That's got to be our New York guest, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> they know us all well. <laughs> wait, so wait, Benny, there's snow coming? Uh, it's it's coming, maybe. We'll see. Okay, so. Not like hints. major stuff. No, like a mix. But we haven't had much already this year. I'm, I'm just kind of sad. I'm a little lonely. Yeah, well, yeah, I need. I'm, I always like to monitor the weather up yeah. there now that we're mm-hmm. in California. And so, I know a lot of people hate me for saying that. <laughs> They're like, oh, typical Seattle Benny already doesn't want to snow here because I guess we can't drive in it very well in anything. So, that's going to add to it. Yeah, it was fun. I feel like our <laughs> last winter there, it was so wonderful when I know it shut a lot of things down and probably created great inconvenience. But I, yeah. working from home, loved yeah. it when we had those 10 days of. Very unusual amount yeah. of snow. Well, it's still so. kind of nice for you. You don't have to really go anywhere. You can still do the show from your home. I'm the one exactly. that has to get here, so it's all exactly. good. Exactly. <laughs> you're like more out in it than the postal carriers are. Aww, <laughs> I, accept, I accept that. Snow. That's a compliment. I accept that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I know what my nest job will be. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll go ahead and welcome yeah. on our amazing guest today. And actually, Benny, I know since you're in the dating scene these <gasps> days, this might be something that applies to you. Maybe. But... I was very excited to hear that we were having this wonderful lady on today. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we will We will then get underway with her sharing wonderful information that will hopefully help listeners and you, Benny. I will take so. copious notes. <laughs> okay, our guest today is Alyssa Deneen, and she is an online dating stylist. So in the world of online dating, the content of your profile is really your first impression. Your potential matches swipe left or right in an instant based on images of you. If this terrifies you, Alyssa can relate. With a lot of encouragement from friends, she took the plunge into online and app dating post-divorce. She quickly realized that so many potential dates could be great matches, but they weren't presenting themselves well. And that, conversely, those people with great photos were so clearly at an advantage. And so that's why she's here, to make sure your profile presents you as your best self. 
As a personal stylist who has been in the fashion industry for more than 20 years, she has worked with all different personalities, body types, and budgets. She knows how to help you stay relevant and current while still feeling like yourself, the best version of yourself. Uh, you can find out more about her by visiting her website, which is stylemyprofilenyc.com. That's stylemyprofilenyc.com. Uh, Alyssa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. And so our regular listeners, uh, um, just to give you a little background, Alyssa, this is we usually have guests on in the vein of science and spirituality and mind, body, spirit, wellness. And so this may seem like what this is a little the topic is a little bit outside of our regular content. But here's why I was really interested to talk to Alyssa. Because um, as listeners know, um, the primary um, basis for my work in the last several years has been with women who are unhappy in their marriage and want to find clarity and confidence um, to figure out what they want to do and then do it. And that's been the basis of my book. And I ran a divorce support group in Seattle. Um, both the book and the group were called Unhitched. And so what I heard consistently, not only from clients, but also from the folks who were showing up in the divorce support group, was that many of them were braving the online and app dating world uh, post-divorce. And it was the, while some people were having some success and feeling good about it, I heard more often than not that it was quite terrifying. They felt vulnerable. They didn't know how to present themselves. And it had been years since they'd been in the dating world. And this is no longer done in real life. And so I thought not only for the benefit of my clients, but just so so that I can also be a carrier of this information and direct people, you know, to resources that can help them post-divorce. Um, that this would be a perfect person to interview. And I really, I, I loved what I read about you, Alyssa. And so very excited to have you on to talk about not only your story, but what you do now to help other people who are in the same boat that you were several years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I wish that I had um, known about your support group when I was <laughs> going through this. It would have been a long commute from New York to Seattle. But <laughs> a remote call. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? You know, how did you come to find yourself in the world of online and app dating? Yeah, so I um, left my marriage when I was 41, and I had been with my ex-husband um, for almost 20 years. Um, so the last time I had dated was pre-cell phones and texting, and um, definitely, like, people weren't online dating really that much, if at all. So it was completely foreign to me. And I got out of my marriage thinking, oh, I'm going to be set up by somebody. Somebody is going to introduce me to a friend at work or, you know, I had all these big ideas of how it was going to happen. Um, and that, that happened one time. And I realized that, you know, pretty much everybody was doing online dating at this point and I had to just jump in there. Um, so, so I did pretty quickly actually. Um, and you know, as, as you said, I realized how, you know, I realized, you know, how I had an advantage being from the photo industry and the fashion industry and, you know, quickly kind of was switching out my photos and, and finding better ones and taking better photos and, you know, um, updating my profile and, and just getting better and better responses. And then, you know, also just looking at all these other profiles of men and thinking, oh my gosh, this could be so much better better <laughs> than what it is. Um, and, you know, it was in the back of my mind while I was dating. And then when I met 
I met my current partner online. We met on Tinder and we were sharing our stories about, you know, online dating and how, you know, the prof a lot of the profiles out there, you know, could use some help. And we could, we Googled it and we couldn't believe that something like that didn't exist yet, you know, have getting help with your profile, especially when you're coming, you know, from, first of all, from never maybe even taking a selfie, yeah. <laughs> never mind, you know, being in the photography world, um, and how much, you know, we, I could help people. So, um, so that's how style my profile was, was born. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, well, and I just have to call out, you know, when you say, well, you were a stylist and you'd had some experience in the industry, I just want to say, you know, for those listening, she, her work appeared in Harper's Bazaar, Travel and Leisure, Glamour. She styled celebrities like Halle Berry, Gwen Stefani, Emmy Rossum. So you really did have quite a foot in that industry <laughs> before you yeah. entered, yeah, this per current um, work that you're doing. Yeah. And I, well, and I had shifted away from doing, once I had children, um, I shifted away from doing photo shoots, um, just because it, it was very stressful and kind of all consuming. So I started taking on personal clients and shifted my business in that direction. So I'd already been working one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, it's been about 13 years now, 14 years. Um, so that was already familiar to me and it was also it's what I really love working one-on-one -on -one with people and seeing how somebody, somebody's confidence grows dramatically, um, from just, you know, updating their look. I mean, it's, it's really, you know, it's true that when you feel good, you know, about how you look, you feel great inside, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I'd already, you know, I love that. I feel very passionate about that. So it's just kind of taking it one step you know, another step further and, um, and helping people market themselves essentially, <laughs> which is what yeah. online really is. Yeah. And I want to, you know, before we dive deeper into that, I, I have to ask just because my work has been so centered around women who are deciding whether to stay or go. And it is such uh, in my experience, because I've been there myself, um, I'm a divorcee, and it was a long time wrestling with that decision before mm -hmm. I knew that I knew that I knew and took that step. Um, and I was around the same age as you were when I decided to leave my marriage. And if you're comfortable talking about it, Alyssa, because I did come across one of the articles in preparing for the show where um, I, if, uh, I'll just read this. This was, I can't remember which site this was from. I apologize. I don't think it was the New York Times article. I think it was a different one. But it basically mm -hmm. said that beneath the shiny veneer, Deneen was struggling with an emotionally gripping and grievous 20-year marriage that made her feel trapped and small. As Deneen approached 40, she turned inward, became reflective, amped up her gumption, and got divorced. Mm -hmm. And I, I would love to, if you're comfortable talking about yeah. this, Absolutely. how you yeah, made that decision, because I think it can help others out there who may be struggling with the same thing. Yeah, um, it was definitely years in the making, and um, and as you said, you know, I turned forty, and I remember having. Sorry, that was my dog. <laughs> That's fine. We're having this feeling of, I'm forty years old, and I, you know, I'm. I felt like I was in this marriage where I was treated like a child, and um, I just didn't really have any. I didn't have any say in decision making. I didn't have any. It was very oppressive, and. Um, you know, it was, I, it was something that I was, you know, I 
Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. My- it's, okay. it's okay if we, and you know what? This is the joy of live radio. If you want to call a break, we can go to, Benny can, <laughs> Benny can give us a few minutes if you sorry, need to just, do something. Yeah, if you can just give me one minute and I'm going to yes. settle. I don't know what, she must hear something. <gasps> yeah, that's fine. Right. That's fine. Okay. Please, Thanks. no worries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Benny, if you're still there, then we can chat about your own experiences in online dating. Or if you're not there, then I can just say that because um, Benny's always doing many, many things. So he may be in the auxiliary studio preparing for the next hour. But I personally did not end up doing any online dating because I met my current partner pretty soon after my divorce. And so it's always been interesting to me in our the Unhitched support group, how many people um, were actually diving into that world. And um, I I think that I probably would have created a profile at some point um, and put myself out there. But again, I wouldn't even have known what platform to go with. Um, And I know I actually want to ask Alyssa about this today because I know there are various platforms that are geared toward different interests, different people, different uh, genders. and, um, And so I think finding the right one out there that you feel comfortable with is important. So we'll ask Alyssa about that. But again, That was not something that I did um, back in the day, but hearing some of the stories about it, and also I think some of the women in the group, um, there were concerns around safety with online dating, and um, I don't really know what the statistics are around that or if certain platforms have security measures, but actually we'll ask Alyssa about that, but there was, oh yeah, there we go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was just saying one of the questions I'm now going to add to my, uh, add to my Um, outline today as we're talking and we can get to it later, but um, around safety concerns with females who are, or people who identify as female um, who are um, getting onto these platforms. So I'll just make a note to do that later, but okay. So uh, pick up where you left off, Alyssa. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Um, Yeah. So as I was saying, you know, it was years coming, trying to figure out how I was going to leave my marriage and with two children. And I had pretty much, you know, I'd, I'd gone, you know, pretty much part time with my career um, to allow myself to be with my kids and my my ex-husband traveled a lot for work. So, you know, it was important for one of us to kind of be around. And um, so I really, you know, um, kind of down downsized my my career for children. And so when I wanted to leave, it was there was, you know, all these question marks, like, how am I going to support myself again? And how am I going to grow my business while being a single mom? And, you know, just, um, you you know, I mean, I think that so many women feel this way when they're thinking of leaving their, their marriage, um, and just feeling, um, just overwhelmed with, with how many things would have to change. Um, but again, I, I, when I turned 40 and I was just thinking, you know, how am I 40 years old and I'm in this, in this oppressive, you know, relationship. And I just, uh, you know, all of a sudden you look at yourself and you, how did I get here? (laughs) Um, so I really, um, once, once I turned 40, I really, I started talking about it more, which was really helpful. Something that I hadn't really, you know, I think a lot of people, women, especially, you know, you don't want to share that your marriage is, is really troubled because, you know, it's, it's allowing people into, into your life in a certain way. You kind of, not that I wanted everybody to think it was perfect or anything. And I'm sure, you know, on some level people knew it wasn't, but you know, there's this protection, protective feeling you have for your family. And, and so I didn't really talk about it that much, even with my closest friends. And, um, 
I actually had a good friend um, kind of finally say to me, and she pointed it out, and, you know, she came to me and said, you know, I, I don't even really like to be around the two of you together because it's so, um, it's just so, I can tell you're miserable <laughs> and it's, you know, and I can tell that it's just not, it's not a respectful relationship. And by her saying that it allowed me to, to even feel it even more and just, you know, kind of, I just spilled everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just from that one person saying something, you know, cause it's, it's hard. I think when you're looking at someone else's marriage, nobody wants to be the friend that says, Hey, that's not right. Because you don't know what their reaction is going to be. And you don't know what's going on, you know, behind the scenes and it's, it can be awkward, but I was really appreciative <laughs> that she said that. And I started talking about it with more people. And just the more I talked about it, the more I just knew that, you know, that I wasn't in a good relationship. I needed to leave and just figuring out the steps to do that. Um, so, it was, you know, my, my final year before I actually left was, was a lot of like talking it out, trying to figure out how I would do it, you know, where I would go, what I would, you know, how I'd grow my, my business again and, you know, just trying to prepare. Yeah. yeah. And at, when that finally, this is in my experience, it is often a very slow buildup and then there's finally a tipping point and, and having that exit plan is, is I think a very smart move. Although sometimes people are moving a little too fast for that. Um, but if you can have that exit plan, I think it's very important, but just, you know, one final question, you know, I, I think the biggest reason that my clients stay where they are is out of fear. So how, how would you speak to someone else or what advice would you give? Because in my experience, there will never be a time when there is no fear. It's more like fear, yeah. feel the fear and do it anyway. Exactly. How did you handle that? Um, well, I think for me, there really was a tipping point where it was almost, the fear was almost more to stay in the marriage. <laughs> um, and just because I was losing myself, I, you know, I didn't even really know who I was anymore. Um, I had conformed to a lot of, you know, expectations and ideals, and I really didn't know who I was. And I felt like I was, you know, as I say, I mean, it sounds dramatic, but I really was like a shell, a shell of a person. You know, I, I, I knew that. Um, and I really, I think, again, it was just more scary to stay there any longer than it was to leave. But um, I know, I mean, I have, I've had friends come to me saying, how did you know, <laughs> how did you yeah. know when it was time to kind of throw in the towel? And, um, I, all I can say is that it, 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 it really is just, you know, I don't think there's any right time. There is, I think it's all of a sudden you, you have a feeling of like, you know, I need to do this and, and I really needed to do it for myself and for my daughters too. Um, so I don't know if that's helpful. <laughs> it absolutely is. And I think when you say, you know, you need to do it for your daughters, I, I hear a lot. There's the common frame that um, that I can't go because of the children. I need to yes. keep the family together. But yes. um, I and I, again, me not having children, this is not my wheelhouse. But um, one of the conversations that I have with clients is, um, OK, I understand that. Um, are you comfortable with the relationship that you're modeling for your children? Yeah. Is this what yeah. you want for them when they are adults? And so exactly. I like hearing you say that. 
Yeah, and and I I often say that to friends. You know, wouldn't don't you think your children would rather see you happy and enjoying life than you know miserable because you feel like you, you have to stay for them? And actually, something that always struck me is one of my closest friends. Her parents, you know, she knew from a very young age that they weren't happy together, but they stayed together. She was an only child for her until she graduated high school. And she said when they finally split up, she was like. It's about time you guys do that. You know, and she said she was like angry with them almost. Like, why didn't you do that sooner? Like, I knew that you want, needed to do that. And, you know, it's interesting just from the child's perspective, you know, obviously she's, you know, adult looking back, but, you know, she really felt strongly that she, she wished they had done it sooner and they would have both been a lot happier. Yeah, yeah. And one final thing I'll say about that. Again, this is such a personal decision and what may be right for one uh, set of children is not what's right for another. And only you can know mm -hmm. that. But one of the reasons I think this is, of course, not the only reason, but this could be contributing to why divorce could be destructive for children is that, um, gosh, I heard this statistic and now I'm going to butcher it because I didn't, I wasn't planning to share it, but <laughs> the, the vast majority, I was going to say it's something like 75 to 85% of adults spend less than 10 minutes actually talking to their children about what's happening. Um, mm -hmm. And kids are kids are incredibly intuitive, and so perhaps involving them in the conversation in a loving, constructive way, perhaps guided by the uh, help of a therapist or a parenting coach of some mm -hmm. sort, you know, that could mitigate what could be a lot more damaging if you decide to go the route of leaving. So just for what I, that's worth I out there. Agree. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that children are aware of a lot more than we think they are. And I think they fill in the blanks when they're not sure, and which is sometimes worse, uh, in my opinion. Um, so I, you know, I think it is important to to share to a certain extent, um, you know, kind of your own feelings and and what's kind of happening around them. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you said that because that was another thing that I learned recently. Yeah, and that this is the way our brains work as humans. We fill in the blanks when we don't have full information. And so is that really a situation where you want your children filling in their own blanks? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you sharing about that. I, 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 I was curious about it, and I hope that it will be helpful for others out there who are struggling in a similar situation. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this wonderful business you have created, helping other people with their new beginnings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, style my profile, when we, when we first started, I actually really started it thinking, you know, especially from my, my boyfriend, he was saying, I wish that I knew of something like this when I became single and started dating, like I would love, love to have somebody kind of give me a makeover or whatever, you know, go shopping with me and kind of put me, put my profile up there and, and tell me what to do, basically kind of spell it out for me. Yeah. So we really thought it was going to be for divorced men, actually, um, kind of like forties, fifties, maybe even to sixties men. And the interesting thing is that it's, I would say almost all women, <laughs> my clients are, I would say 75% women. Um, and it is a lot of, of divorced or even widowed, um, women and, um, and then, but interestingly, the, a lot of the men that I do work with are actually young in their twenties, um, which is interesting. I don't really have any 
females that are in their 20s that come to me, but I have a lot of males. Interesting. Um, yeah, so it's completely the, the demographic that we I was not expecting. Um, and I'd still, of course, really love to reach more, you know, men, divorced men as well. But, um, but I, you know, I love working with women. I love, you know, again, like helping somebody build their confidence back up and, and feel really good about themselves. And, and also, um, what, what I've actually added to my, um, services is, is date coaching because I realized so many women were, or and men too, but putting their profile up and then coming back to me like a month later with all these questions, you know, what do I do about this? And what do I do about that? And I realized that, you know, I was kind of setting somebody up and sending them on their way, like, okay, good luck to you. You know, you look great. <laughs> and then, and then I realized that they were kind of all like, now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually, you know, now I'm offering the kind of the full thing where, you know, into the actual dating process and, and helping people formulate texts and, and decipher texts and, and try to, you know, that's a whole other, um, you know, it's a whole other language basically that the texting, um, you know, when you're trying to arrange a date with somebody or figure out whether you're compatible and there's a lot of texting back and forth and it's, it's really foreign to a lot of people and it was to me and it's, it's definitely like, you know, something, a learned skill. Um, you have to practice and get better at it. And, um, you know, something that took me, you know, a few months, if not more to really get the hang of. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm helping more people with that too. Yeah, that's yeah, got to be very reassuring because I have heard that also from a lot of clients and the members of the support group was that they haven't dated in some of them 30 plus years and they don't know what do people talk about these days? How do, can we talk on the phone? Do we have to text and all of the yeah, things? Yeah. Having a little handholding I can imagine would be very reassuring. Yeah. And also just validating people's you know feelings about online dating, which is, it's very confusing. It's, you know, it's, I, it's a roller coaster. You know, you one day you're like ecstatic about a new match that you're texting with. It all seems great. And then a few days later, you know, you never hear from the person again or something. And it's, it's a lot of feelings and a lot of up and down. And I think when you're alone in that, it's, it, it's, it is kind of, it's isolating, even though, you know, everybody else is, is doing it, quote unquote. Um, it's still, it feels isolating. I think if you don't have somebody to talk to about it. And, you know, for example, I had a, a client the other day say, you know, all my, all my friends are now actually remarried. Like they've already met another partner and they are all remarried. And she said, and I, so now I don't really have anybody to even talk to about this anymore, you know, mm -hmm. and to share my experience. And it's kind of nice just to have somebody to, you know, bounce things off of, you know, is this normal? Does this seem right to you? Do, you know, and, um, showing, showing text exchanges and, um, and I think it's, it's helpful for a lot of people. I can imagine. And I was really blown away in reading some of the articles, uh, before we talked blown away by the, the, the statistics on the sheer number of people who were using online and app dating these days. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, let's see, uh, at least 40 million people have turned to online dating, uh, mm -hmm. for love and more than 40% of Americans are dating this way. Um, so what do you think the percentages are, Alyssa? Do you have a general idea of the age brackets, you know, is it more younger people? Is it just as many people in their forties through sixties or I actually, I think now, nowadays, you know, in the, in the recent years, it's, 
every everyone from 18 to you know i mean i have clients that are 70 my oldest client yet um was 74 yeah um, i have quite a few clients into their 70s and you know and they're they're really they want to they want to get out there they, yeah. <laughs> they fun and they want it's not you know i think a lot of um you know, even my own mother, actually, um, she hadn't dated in a really long time. She's divorced for a long time. And, you know, I was telling her, you know, telling her, you know, a lot of my clients are your age and older. And she was re-inspired to, to do it herself. So um, I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm too old that, you know, that's not for me. And it's so not true. There's so many people out there in their 60s and 70s who are really ready to date and and just meet a, a companion, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. will say, just from where I sit, um, that the statistics right now, the fastest growing segment of the population who is getting divorced, um, it's what's called gray divorce. There are people in their uh, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, and I think for many of these, at least this is anecdotal, so what I, the statistic is correct that the gray divorce is the fastest growing group. But um, I think it's because so many of these people who were involved in really unhappy marriages for decades at a time finally have permission. You know, it wasn't perhaps socially acceptable or perceived that way um, yeah. back in, you know, the 60s and 70s and maybe even the 80s. But now at least they have permission for some of them to get out of incredibly unhealthy, dysfunctional, abusive relationships where they didn't have that permission before. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And, and actually, and also having permission to try online dating. I think that's, that's something else that a lot of, you know, people in that age range were again saying, well, that's not, that's for younger people. That's not for my age group. And that's completely being, you know, that's out the window now. I think more and more people realize that, you know, at all ages, everybody's doing it now. Yeah. Very encouraging. Um, so uh, actually, I'm looking at our time. So let's take our break. Um, you are listening to Sunny in Seattle. I am joined today by Alyssa Deneen. She is an online dating stylist. Uh, you can find out more about her by visiting her website, which is Style My Profile. NYC because yeah. Alyssa is in New York. So style my profile nyc.com. And on that note, we will take our break and we'll see you in just a few. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. I'm Dr. Anthony Lizowitz, and this is Climate Connections. When you imagine Santa's workshop, you might picture it on solid ground. But at the North Pole, what looks like snowy land is actually a sheet of ice floating on the Arctic Ocean. And as the climate warms, it's melting. Walt Meyer is a senior research scientist at the National Snow and Ice Data Center. He says the amount of ice in the Arctic has always ebbed and flowed. The ice grows in the wintertime and it melts in the summer, but we've seen it melting back more and more on average. Over the last four decades, We've lost over 40% of the ice cover in the summertime. We're going to continue to see less and less ice until we reach a time when essentially the Arctic, at least during summertime, becomes ice-free. Meyer says that unless carbon pollution is sharply reduced, that's likely to happen by mid-century. 2040 to 2050 is a pretty good guess. The loss of sea ice threatens Arctic ecosystems, and the effects will be felt far beyond the North Pole. Ice reflects sunlight, but open water absorbs heat. So when sea ice vanishes, the Earth warms more quickly. And as for the North Pole's most legendary resident, 
Santa may need a boat in the not-too-distant future. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. 182 over 100. And I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand, including myself, I didn't, now I do, uh, the impact of having a stroke. My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it, or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. It's a new life, but I'm going to make it better. I'm coming back. Ask your doctor. Check your blood pressure. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy. I am joined today by Alyssa Deneen. She is an online dating stylist. Um, so I want to just jump in. Um, we were talking over the break. Um, so making sure that folks out there know, of course, we shared the website, which uh, which I butchered the first time, but the correct one is stylemyprofilenyc.com. But just so you know, Alyssa, uh, like Alyssa, your clients are all over the United States, right? Yeah, and even um, I've had clients in Australia and Europe and um, South America. Yeah, I've, I, I'm all over. I can do remote calls from anywhere. Yeah, I mean, maybe the only thing you can't do is go personal shopping with them in their location, perhaps. Right. Unless they... <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I cannot do that, but I, I, I can actually do you know online shopping, and we can do styling by video. So, um, you know, I can send recommendations to people, you know, online. So. Uh, there's a lot more you can do now <laughs> than you'd think. Yes, absolutely. And so one of the other things, just so people um, out there, I, I, well, one of the most endearing stories that I came across in preparing for this was this fantastic New York Times piece. Um, and you're working with a guy named Joe Ragusa, who is a garbage man from the Bronx. And I just loved you. They actually showed in this article um, his profile picture before working with Alyssa and then after and talked about your work with him. And, and you actually, you were going to share perhaps that there was an interesting, maybe quite synchronistic way that this whole piece came about. So just tell us all about Joe and how your work with him. Yeah. So, um, it, okay. So first I had, I had approached this, uh, a writer that I, that I had known through some friends that wrote for the times and I told her about my business and she was very interested. Um, but you know, as writers from the times, you know, they're very busy and they've got a lot of things, a lot of stories coming to them. And, you know, she kind of would ask me here and there what's happening with your business. And that was going on for months and months. And, um, so then cut to, you know, a little while later and I got a, an email from a potential client saying, you know, I'd love to hear more about your services. And so we set up a call and I, I called him and it was, it was Joe and, he told me his story and how he was recently single and he'd lived with his girlfriend and, um, and they broke up and, and how he really, he said he was still wearing clothes from high school. He was mm -hmm. in his 
early 30s. And um, and he was very upfront about it. He's like, I definitely need to, you know, change my style. I don't know exactly what I need to do, but I need to do something and I, I would love to hire you. So I, you know, I, we talked more about it. I told him my rates and, and he said, you know, that's a little high for me. And so I said, well, you know, I, I actually came back to him by email and I said, you know, I'm, I'm totally willing to work with you on, on the price. Cause I'd really love to help work with you. And maybe we can do, you know, some before, after photos. And, um, so he was, he was writing me back. And then in that time, I got a call from the writer of the times, um, saying I have to turn a story in, um, in the next few days. And I thought of you, what do you have going on? (laughs) Actually, I have this guy who came to me, who's, uh, you know, a sanitation worker and he really wants to do this. And I was actually, you know, just emailing him how I really wanted to work with him regardless. So she was like, Oh, that's perfect. I mean, it's really what brings it more to the masses. Like it's for anybody, you know? So it really just all came together. And so when I I called him actually right away and I was like, how do you feel about being featured in a Times article? (laughs) In exchange for for vulnerability. Yeah. And he, um, and he, I mean, he was nervous, of course, who wouldn't be, but he was game. And, um, so we did the whole thing as you, as you saw in the article, the whole, you know, hair help and, you know, grooming help and shopping and changed up his, you know, updated his look. And, um, so yeah. And he was really, really happy, you know, right away he was matching with more people and, you know, um, making dates with people. So, yeah, yeah, I love that because a lot of times I think people would think stylists are just for CEOs or who, who can afford a stylist, but I really love that you're very accessible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I really do try to work with people, you know, you know, especially younger people too, that are coming to me. Um, I really try to accommodate whenever I can. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, if, if someone out there is creating a profile, um, I know that there are some do's and well, I, while I don't know what the do's and don'ts really are, I know that there are some. <laughs> so yeah. why don't we start? What are your pet peeves? And can I just say without knowing a lot more, the shirtless, this is for boys sh- or people who identify as male, um, shirtless, bathroom selfie. I really gets under my skin. (laughs) Yeah. That's a big one. Um, that is a huge one. And strangely, you know, it's something that you you actually now that's sort of the ongoing joke, the shirtless bathroom selfie. Um, but it still happens. (laughs) I don't know how they're not getting the message. It's, you know, I feel like it's in, you know, all this, all these articles now and it's the, the running joke, but it still happens. Um, yeah, that's a major one. Another one is, is just having one photo, um, is, is also a big no, no. And a lot of people who are new to it think, Oh, here's a photo of me. Great. <laughs> you know, that's up there. And then they write a few, you know, sometimes people don't do a bio cause they don't know what to write. That's also a big no, no, because a lot of people don't, you know, I know me personally, and I've talked to a lot of clients. My first thought is, well, they're not really that interested in this if they can't even write a few words, you know, so you, you have to write something and, and ideally it doesn't sound like a resume, um, which is a lot of, a lot of people, you know, my age group and, and up, you know, sometimes it's, 
I live here. I went to this college. I, this is my job. <laughs> and it's very, yeah. you know, um, not, there's no information outside of the, you know, basics, which is, you know, and again, now with so many people doing this, you need to stand out and, um, you know, have something more interesting to say, uh, so that more people stop for a second and actually, you know, take a look and, and read what you have to say. Uh, it makes a difference. It really does. Yeah. So how does one talk about one's accomplishments or the things that you're proud of about yourself or your life without coming across as braggy? I know. And that's a, that's a big one. Um, you know, I tell this story sometimes to clients because I think people, often people do feel, you know, I had this client who's a lawyer and we met and I was talking about, you know, other interests that she has. And then she said she's really into cooking and she actually had a, a cookbook published. And I said, oh, well, how come you don't mention that? We should definitely mention that. And she said, oh, I feel like that's bragging. And I said, mm. no, I, I don't think so. I, th I mean, obviously it's in your delivery, but, um, I think so many people would be really interested in that, <laughs> you know, and, um, and really, it can really make you stand out from, from other people. So I think it's really important to just, you know, it doesn't have to be in a look at me, how, how, how great I am, but it's, again, you're marketing yourself and you want to, just like you would with a job, you want to put your best foot forward and your all your best qualities and, and things out there so that people, you know, see the best of you. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's helpful if you have a, if you, you know, if you don't want to hire someone to help you, you can, you know, ask a friend to, you know, you trust their judgment on, on your profile, ask a friend about your photos, ask a friend about your bio, <laughs> actually yeah. it, it, even better ask several friends to get, you know, a few varying opinions, but it's, it's amazing to me how many people don't, especially men, I think, don't think to ask a friend or somebody or, you know, a, a family member to check out their profile before they put it up there. Um, yeah. It can make a huge difference if you just get somebody else's, you know, eyes on it. And also, I think I came across, um, I, this surprised me. Now, I'm not talking about, uh, for men, the bathroom shirtless selfie, but I'm selfies generally, um, are, and they're actually, this was another thing that I, that caught my attention was that there are actually studies or at least some data collected around what, um, gets more, um, yeses than nos. Um, and so apparently selfies generally don't get as many, you know, swipes in the right direction or the, as many yeses as a picture that say a friend or someone else takes of you. Yeah, I think that that seems to be accurate because I think, first of all, a, a lot of people, again, I keep saying this, my age and older, <laughs> but yeah. who aren't, who aren't, you know, we didn't grow up with iPhones and, and selfies and Instagram. And, and so it's something that's really, you know, you have to get used to, you have to learn how to use it. You know, you have to learn how to take a self, a good selfie of, you know, of yourself. And I think that it's sometimes if you're not good at it, it, you know, obviously it shows and it, sometimes it can come off as, as, um, you know, a, a bad selfie can, well, come off as a lot of things, but one is yeah. that you know, you're kind of self, you know, self-interested or self-obsessed or, you know, um, and it really, there's a, a, 
knack to it, you know, and it's something that you really need to practice. So I usually say to clients, you know, in a certain age group, you know, don't try to take a selfie unless you're really ready to like, you know, practice and practice and practice and really get it down, you know, just have a friend take it. And I think you're a lot more comfortable too, because you're not paying attention to, you know, when you're taking a selfie, you're looking exactly right at yourself. And, um, so I think it's hard to relax. And so I think when you have a friend or family member take it, it's, it's a lot more, um, authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the other things that I came across that I wanted to mention too, and I never would have thought of this, but it makes so much sense. And I think it's especially relevant given the, you know, the, um, the, the thrust of this show is that be more, um, post dues, not don'ts was something I came across. And I really like that emphasis on Mm -hmm. positivity. And so, um, can you say more about what that means? And I'll, the example that I thought was so funny was like, if you include in your profile, like your cat is a big, no, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, a lot of, a lot of people. Yeah. And if, have you online dated before? I have not. Okay. So a lot of people put on their profiles, no drama, you know, don't need any baggage, leave your baggage, you know, whatever behind. It's so negative sounding. I mean, first of all, everybody has baggage of some kind. I mean, it's just, it's inevitable. And it just sounds so, you know, it comes off as, as sounding negative. And also, you know, what, what about you? (laughs) Like you're, you know, you're immune to it. Um, so I think it's just important to stay positive and try to, yeah, put the things that you are looking for, um, rather than saying the things that you don't like. And, um, and it, again, it's something that, you know, if you showed that to a friend or something, they'd say, why are you putting that in there? (laughs) You know, and I think people just don't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, just, I'm curious, I know that I've had certain friends, there are various platforms out there, various, um, online sites, various apps, and, um, some of them are geared towards certain interests, towards certain genders. And could you just, I mean, briefly give us a rundown of what people, what people are using these days? I don't even know (laughs) besides Tinder and Bumble. Well, those are the big ones. Um, and they have been for a while. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people still use match. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, plenty of fish is another one. I would say maybe not so much in New York, but I know, uh, other parts of the country, a lot of people use that. Um, there's That's coffee. a faith-based one, right? Sorry. Is, is plenty of fish faith-based? Oh, like I don't Christian? Know. Oh, I don't no, know. no, that's eHarmony. Oh, that's- Okay. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And then there's J date and J swipe, um, for, you know, Jewish or, and also you don't, apparently you don't have to be Jewish to be on those, but, um, so those are big here in New York. Um, and, uh, okay Cupid, which I feel like the interest in that has been waning, at least with my clients and, and friends too. Um, but that, that's been a big one for a long time. So yeah, those are the big ones. And what, what would you say to one of the concerns that I've heard from some of the women, um, particularly that are in my, that were in my support group or clients is, um, women who have safety concerns. Can you speak to that just for a moment for anyone out there who has those concerns? Yeah. I mean, 
the the thing about that it's it's fun. I always tell this joke. It's so funny to me. My when I started online dating, to my one of my best friends who was still married. Every time I would say I was going out on a date, she would be so nervous, and she'd say, you know, text me when you get home. I, you know, where are you meeting this person? Let me know who it is. Like, you know, she at first she was asking for names. I'm like, I don't even know his last name. Um, <laughs> but how how I I tried to you know allay her fears I said you know what about when we were in our 20s and we would meet some random guy at a bar and give him your number and then he would text or whatever not text you call you the next day and say let's meet and you would you didn't know that person either you know um so in my mind it's just you know uh, maybe a you know how I describe it it's like you know you, you have like instead of meeting a, a few people in a bar you're you know you've access to hundreds of people you know it's almost like a, a speed, you know, speed dating at a bar. Um, so I, I, she would, you know, she still got nervous after, even after a few months of doing this, she would, you know, say, I can't believe you're meeting these, you know, these strangers. And first of all, I always met people in a, in a public place, in a restaurant or a bar or a coffee shop, um, where there's plenty of people around. And I didn't give my number out until I, you know, knew that they were, you know, uh, whatever, not a serial killer. Um, and I, you know, we would just text on the app, um, until I got to know them. Um, and I, I mean, really, I, I, it's, I haven't experienced anything on my end and also none of my clients have either. So I think again, because so many people are more and more people are doing this. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there isn't that stigma uh, against it anymore. Yeah. 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 So do you have any stories, particular favorites of clients besides Joe, of course, um, that, that are stories that you think are fun or will give a good feeling for how you work with people and what's possible? Um, I mean, what feels good to me, I love hearing from clients after we've, you know, changed up their profile and, and made it look great. Um, right away, people notice a difference in their, you know, in matching with people and their responses and, um, yeah. And there's response rate actually, because, because once you match with somebody, sometimes you still don't hear from the person or maybe you'll reach out and you don't hear back. I think the people feel really good about, you know, there's people responding to them, messaging with them. They're getting much more, um, many, many, many more matches, Um, so, and that's the ultimate goal is to get people to, you know, feel good about themselves and and project that with their profile. And the more people you match with, the more choices you have and, and, you know, but then there is the actual follow through of making dates with these people and actually going out with them and not just texting, um, back and forth. So that's another, that's why the date coaching comes in handy because, I can really encourage people to, to follow through, you know, don't, don't just hide in your home texting with people, you know, actually get out there and and meet people. Yeah, absolutely. And so just, uh, so you've talked about, so in terms of how you work with people, you can help, you actually take photos or have photos taken and help them write the profile. Yeah. You also, yeah, I just want to make sure that we've talked about, um, did I miss anything? <laughs> or like, what is the, from no, beginning so, to end, what do you yeah, do with so, people? So it, there's many, there's different services and different packages, but you know, if somebody is in New York, um, often they want, 
me to take pictures and either I have, if they want to, you know, upgrade their package, I would have a professional photographer do it. But as I say, the iPhone is, I mean, it's so, you know, it's so easy and so great now. It's not like you need professional quality photos for your profile. Um, and just having been in the, that world, the photography world, and I was an art director for a few years too. Um, I, you know, I know what looks good and, um, you know, good lighting and, and what you're wearing, you know, I help, help you pick out what to wear for the photos. And, um, so we do that. And then I actually have a few writers that I work with. Um, and we, I kind of collect all the information. I do like a, an interview basically with the person to get more information and they fill out a bio questionnaire. And then I take that and I, um, talk to one of my writers and then they write the bio and depending on which app we've selected for the person, you know, cause all of the apps have different lengths of bios. Um, so then we tailor it to that. Um, and then, yeah, so then we do photos and, um, and a lot of people want me to actually physically, like literally put their profile up on, on whichever app it is. Um, so we set you all up if, if that's what you want. And, um, and then people who are remote, who are not in New York, um, we do the same same setup for the bio, uh, and then I can I, I have them send me a selection of photos um, that are, you know, I tell them to pick out like fifteen or twenty photos of themselves if they can, <laughs> and send mm-hmm. them to me. So I help them select the best out of those, and then often, you know, people don't have exactly what they need, so I guide them on, you know grab a friend and you need a few more photos of this, or you need more photos where you can see your face. Um, you know, no, you don't need any more group photos. You need like just you on your own. Um, you know, I usually recommend to have, I have, you know, kind of a checklist. So I recommend to have one photo where you're, um, you know, chest up and you can see your, see the person's face, no sunglasses, uh, one in some kind of social situation. Um, you know, with even just with a friend at dinner or something, one where you're doing some kind of activity that you enjoy, um, whether it's, you know, hiking or cooking or gardening, uh, walking your dog, whatever it is. Um, and, and we've then, got about 30 seconds left, Alyssa. Oh, sorry. And then also oh, no, you're fine. full, full body picture too, which is important. yeah. Yeah. So bringing all that together. And then of course we talked about, you know, what you did with Joe, which actually was helping him, you know, grooming and hair and clothes and all that good stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much, so much goodness there that you're offering to people, Alyssa. Thank you so much. I've been joined today by Alyssa (laughs) Deneen. Yeah. And her website is stylemyprofilenyc.com. If you want to find out more, Alyssa, thanks for being on Sunny in Seattle. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. So much um, helping people get back out into the world and create that new chapter. So um, thank you everyone for listening to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joyce, signing off and we'll see you next week.